Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer, helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, Joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, welcome to Joyosity, where today we are talking about the compass you need as a leader. So you, if you're a regular watcher of the show, if you're listening, this won't make a lot of sense to you, but you'll notice that I'm in a different place. So to, I was driving north on I-24, coming back from Nashville, and the red battery light comes on in my car. And I'm like, hmm, I don't love that. I don't love, I'm not sure what that's meaning. So my daughter and I are talking about things. We've just been on a college visit. And, and all of a sudden, I was like, we need to stop for gas. We should probably stop for gas sooner rather than later and kind of maybe see what's going on. So as we pull off in rural North Tennessee, um, the things on my dashboard start like, you know, flickering back and forth and flickering back and forth. Has this ever happened to you where you're not where you normally are and your car starts acting up? And all of these things start to happen inside your body. Like I can like feel a little bit like, okay, we're going to have to make some choices here. I'm just going to stay calm. And we pull into the quick trip here in the Midwest. We do love our quick trips. And I was a little afraid the car wasn't going to restart. So we get gas, we go to the restroom, get all that stuff done. And the car's not going to restart. So now I have some choices to make. And that happens to us at work too, because I am with my daughter. So I'm managing, trying to make sure that everybody's safe, that we're doing the right things. And when something like this happens at work, and you're leading a team, you also have those responsibilities. And so it might happen where your PowerPoint slides fail in the middle 
of a client presentation. The Zoom call drops off. The message that wasn't supposed to come up on the screen comes up on the screen. Or maybe you're in a meeting where somebody starts to, hmm, kind of lose their ish. All of those things are a part of work. Something happens and we have to figure out how to manage those situations. And when you are doing in the middle of those situations, who would love, so let me know in the comments, if you would love a step one, two, three, this is what you do. Step one, step two, step three, right? That's what I want. I would really love a step one, step two, step three. Yeah, absolutely. When we're dealing with people like this, while there are some general guidelines, we don't typically get turn-by-turn turn directions. We don't exactly know what was going on. So like I'm sitting in, you know, underneath the big cover at the gas station trying to figure out, okay, do I need a tow truck or do I need a jump? Do I just need to wiggle some wires? What do I need to do to figure out the situation? There wasn't an exact one, two, three step. Also, we're trying to get home for something very specific. We we're on a timeline. We don't know where we are. There isn't really good directions. And so we have to use, instead of step one, two, three, we need a compass. I needed more of guidelines and principles to help me figure out how to manage my emotions, how to manage the decision-making, how to manage the logistics, and actually solve the initial problem that got us there to begin with, which was the car would not start. So when you're in these situations as a leader, I want to go through what in joyosity I call the three E's. So joyosity is this the process of creating human flourishing, creating a positive culture with all the complexities of people. And so I have created a compass to help us understand the three E's of joyosity. So I am going to, I, again, I'm in a different little place today. And this is what I call the compass. So this compass has the three big E's of joyosity, which are explore, engage, and experience. And so in your work situation, as in my car situation, the first place I have to begin is with me. I have to start with me because I can't control, I can't control the car. I can't control the weather. I can't control Northern uh, Tennessee. I can't control anything but me. So I have to start with me and exploring who we are as humans is the first step to creating positive culture because culture is not ping pong tables. It's not unlimited time off. Culture is the way we interact with each other. In, and the story we tell about the way we interact with each other. And so if we're talking about humans, we have to start with exploration. And there are three components to exploring people. The first one is personality. So if you've been around a little bit, you know that the Enneagram is my favorite personality framework. The Enneagram is, if you're kind of saying, Ennea, what? So it's a personality framework that it explores the deep whys of our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And it's an incredible tool. I was just last week at um, a large quick surf uh, food um, corporation organization working with one of their teams. And it was the first time somebody said, it's the first time I really understood how my personality impacts not only the way I work at work and how we work together as a team, but also in my the rest of my life, in my personal life as well. So that's what I think the power of 
the Enneagram is. And so understanding how your personality and exploring that and how your personality reacts to things and what your personality wants and needs that and what the strengths are of that, that is a great place to start with understanding how to create positive culture. And the next thing about exploring is I call stories. And stories, oh, hey, Amy, stories are the way we think about our thinking. The fancy term for that is called metacognition because we live in making meaning all over the place. I create a story about myself in that moment. Did I miss something in the car? Did I not plug in the microphone during a presentation? Did I not tell this person that's freaking out in the meeting this beforehand? You start to create meaning around this. And we also tell stories about other people. And we tell stories about the situation. All of that ability to examine your story, to explore how you create stories, that is why we explore that. Because the meaning we create determines our results. And I have a whole keynote that I, I work on that. And when I'm working with clients in the retreat I'm doing in February, we're going to talk deeply about the stories that we tell because we can change them. But the first thing you have to understand is that your personality impacts your stories and your stories impact your results. The next thing I always choose to explore are our values. Values are a guiding light. They determine all the ways that we want to behave in the world. And we have values, whether we identify them or not. So exploring your values and clarifying them really gives them power. It gives them power to help us make better decisions. It gives us power to understand when someone's stepping on our values, that might be why we get a little frustrated. But exploring your values is a powerful guiding light. So I'll come back to how I used the exploration in uh, sitting at the Quick Trip parking lot. But I just want you to know that when you're creating positive culture, you have to explore these three things in order to get anywhere. And the next thing we do is we engage. In the engagement, that big blue bubble, is all about how we interact and engage with people. We talk a lot about employee engagement. We talk a lot about employee retention. All of that is because it's the way we interact with people. That's why engagement is so powerful. And emotion and emotional regulation are a huge overlooked part of how we create positive culture. So there was a moment when I was sitting in the car and I was getting incredibly frustrated because things were, the tow truck was supposed to be there. It was not yet. It still wasn't yet. I kept looking at the app. It's still not yet. And I can feel my emotions start to get really ramped up. And I had to figure out how to stay calm in that moment in order to not freak out my daughter or other people who are around, you know, or start yelling at someone. Emotional regulation, if you were listening a few weeks ago about emotional intelligence with Roberta, is a huge component of leadership. And that has how we engage and connect with others. So if you've ever heard of EQ, just tell me in the comments that yes, EQ is important because that is how we engage with others. So that's that part of the compass. How do we engage with others? The next part is communication. And this is how we actually get the ideas that are in our head into other people's brains. And we understand what other people are saying. The goal of communication is always shared meaning. That's how we interact with others. And so understanding your communication skills and how you engage with people are a huge part of creating positive culture. And so I'm kind of curious, I'm just going to pause here for a minute. How many of you have ever been in that situation where you're at work 
and somebody's telling you something and you can feel your emotions start to get riled up and you're trying to ask questions, but you're feeling a little bit like, oh, I don't know if this is the right question to ask. Am I supposed to ask a question now? That is communication skills and emotional regulation and emotional intelligence interacting together. That's where we have to talk about both of them. When we practice skills, we pull them apart, but they interact together. And then what you're doing when you're like, ooh, should I ask this question or not? You're actually making a decision. And that's the next skill in engagement. That is how we start to interact and then make a choice to get something done. We have to make decisions. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've been in that meeting too. I totally understand. And so when we engage with others, we have to learn the skills because I have definitely been in some incredibly diff difficult situations in workplaces where the decisions that are being made are unclear. The way they're being communicated um, is unclear. The decisions don't feel like they match values. So there's this misalignment. And then everybody is kind of frustrated and angry walking around and just kind of, I'm just going to get my job done, whatever. All of that is because engagement skills aren't, the power skills aren't there. That is why it's so important in positive culture to think about these as guiding compasses, that we have to have healthy emotional intelligence, that we need clear communication skills and wise decision-making skills. Those are the components of engagement. And the third element, after you've been exploring and you're engaging, then there is an experience that we create. So while I'm sitting there in the car, <laughs> the the process of using the app to contact my roadside assist, uh, the structure around that or dialing on the phone, the experience of that was how the situation was playing out. And if you can hear Maisie, that's my friend's dog. <laughs> Maisie is very disappointed she cannot be a part of this podcast today. It's all fine. If you can't hear her, great. Just know that she's listening and trying to engage. So that's part of our experience right now. It's part of the environment around us. And experience is created by three different components, practices, structures, and play. Now, practices are the individual acts that we do, like sending out meeting notes, um, you know, taking meeting notes, or how you put... Um, put a meeting on somebody's calendar or the way you start your workday. Do you have, I'm kind of curious for those of you who are listening, do you have a startup ritual? Do you start your day the same way? Do you start by checking email? Do you start by checking LinkedIn? Do you start by uh, getting your coffee? You know, like what is the way you start your workday? Those are practices. The structures are the way you put it all together. Project managers love structures and process. That's where that all fits. But the structures are the things that uphold the practices. So they're not just willy-nilly everywhere. They're in a system that makes things smooth and easy and predictable and reduces decision fatigue because there's a structure, a process in place. That all is part of the experience, how you onboard an employee. What do you do when communication fails? You know, what are the practices and structures that you have? How do you handle a time off? How do you handle maternity leaves? Those are all practices and structures. Also, what do you do when people email you at midnight? That's a, a structure. Are you expected to respond? That's all part of the experience of creating positive culture. The one that gets ignored and the one that people are like, why is that even on the list, Jen, is play. Play is a powerful 
tool. And because work should be a joy, work should be a joy. And one of the, the things as I have dug into culture and dug into understanding how we operate together in groups and cultures, there is always an element of play in healthy cultures. Because we're not meant to just go through life being like, okay, drudgery, drudgery, drudgery. That's not how it's been. That is a, a creation really of the last 125 years and the industrial revolution. And I'm not going to get up on a soapbox, but play is a huge component of how we interact with each other and really play and your play personality. When you start exploring that, your play at the highest level is your success and your craft. It's really incredibly powerful. And I'm kind of curious, if you think about work and you're in the comments, wouldn't it be nice to have an element of fun and play that is a that is part of your work? Not extra, not this like we're going to play now, but is this feeling of joy and lightness as you collaborate and play to work things out together. Wouldn't that feel good? I think that it feels amazing when you're in that space. When you're in flow, when everything's kind of popping and the work is happening, you're like, oh, this idea and that idea. That's an element of play. And that is why play is a key piece of creating positive culture in the experience. So this is the compass that we need. As a leader working to create positive culture, we have to explore who we are as humans and who we are as an individual without anybody else and who we are together. We have to engage with others through emotional regulation and intelligence and communication and conflict and decision-making skills. And then we craft an experience for people through healthy practices, clear structures, and play. All of these are part of what you need to create joyosity, to create that positive culture with all the complexities of people. It's not a one, two, three step. So as I'm sitting you know, in, again, my van, and I have somebody who's getting frustrated. Um, also, I'm getting frustrated. I have to choose what am I going to do? And I lean on my personality is getting activated right now because I'm feeling limited. I know that about myself. I'm telling myself the story that I'm going to be here for forever. And my, and my value of connection is getting stepped on because nobody's communicating back with me. All of this is happening at the same time. And so that is, I'm noticing these things, I'm exploring that. And then I can start to engage in my emotional intelligence. I'm recognizing these stories. I'm labeling my emotion. I am communicating clearly with the people around me. And I had to make some choices. I need to book a flight. I need to get a tow truck. I need to call a ride. These are things that I need to make. And I did that based on the ability to regulate and communicate with others and the practices that I know how to, how to then use. I have a process for how do you call somebody? How do I do that? Play was the hardest part. And then I had to lean into, I know that I love exploration as a form of play and a story as a form of play. And so when I started thinking about it like that, I'm like, okay, we're going to see what happens over here and we're going to see what happens over here. And this is going to be a great story. Now, we got out okay. The van is now fixed. I got a child back on a flight. Everything got sorted out. But it, it was the process of creating the experience and the culture around me with all of that complexity in that moment that helps describe who we are as, and the story we tell ourselves about a culture. And so in that moment in the meeting, in your meeting when the PowerPoint fails, what are you going to do? 
your culture comes out in that moment and it can support you and it can create positive results where everybody feels like they're whole at the other side and it was still a joy and the organization flourishes or your culture is not as healthy and think you see the broken pieces and things feel a little shattered and the organization doesn't flourish and it's not fun. That's the other side of that. So this compass is what you need to create that positive culture with all the complex people that are living around you. So I would love to connect with you further. If you want to know more about this, if you're like, hey, I want to figure out how to bring this in to my organization or for me as an individual, I would totally love to connect with you. And you can connect with me here on LinkedIn. If you're listening to the podcast, just go to my website, jenwhitmer.com. Jen with two N's, Whitmer with an H, uh, J-E-N-N-W-H-I-T-M-E-R.com and connect with me. And I would love to just offer you a phone call. We can talk a little bit about how do you explore, engage, and experience to create that positive culture. Maisie really, really wants to participate today. I hope that you enjoyed her. If you can hear the dog, you know, give her a little treat in the comments because she's tried to participate the whole time. If you can't hear her, fantastic. Know that she's still hanging out back there. I hope that you have had some things spark in you about, wait, this is possible. When something happens, my culture can support me in a way that is positive and I can create this with a compass. It's not a one, two, three step, but it is a compass that can guide you toward creating that positive culture where work is a joy. It's enjoyable what we do and how we work together. You feel whole and connected and your organization flourishes too. We can create that together. Next week, I will be back here again live at 1 p.m. Eastern here on LinkedIn and YouTube. If you're catching the podcast, it launches for official official on September 21st. Please go, Joyosity, to listen on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and rate and subscribe. It really helps us out. And so I'm so excited about the launch on Thursday. If you're catching this later, you know, you were here late to the party still a party. So glad that you're here. Make sure you join us next week with Matt. And it's going to be a great day talking about the neurobiology of creating positive culture. All right, everybody have a great Monday. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. So, so let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? Share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earballs have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.